everyone. Jane A here this morning. Good morning, Alicia. Well, good morning, friend. Uh, you know what? Someone commented on our podcast where we're going to throw a 1 million, <laughs> uh, our 1 million download party. Mm-hmm. They're like, what about at the casino? Everyone can sleep over. I'm like, they're just trying to make it this one big thing. They can't get enough. They can't get enough. They would is like the casino open. Over. It is open. It is open, Alicia. I think they're having their first uh, events later this year. Là. They're trying to just like rebuild their empl- like their team. You know what I mean? Like imagine that, huh? Yeah. What a crazy industry. Yeah. What were we talking about? Jeff was like, that industry just like really. Oh, <laughs> the movies last night. Yes. The movies last night. So I was like, I'm so happy for them. Like it was sold out. It was probably sold out. Very close I, to sold out. Wait. I was so happy for them. You were so happy for Cineplex? Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy when businesses do really well. I'm so happy when I see people going out. So yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm like, good for them. Like, I'm really happy that it's like picking up. He's like, it'll never be like what it was before because like that whole industry just shifted. That whole like yeah. movie making, all of that. But anyways, you guys, I went to see Top Gun. What an amazing movie, Alicia. You would love it. Really? Yes. Like I was like so engaged. Like I woke up quite early yesterday morning and it's still like a movie at 9 p.m. No, like that's like perfect setup. It's warm and dark and you could fall asleep. Have you ever fallen asleep in a movie theater? Do you know me? (laughs) Absolutely not. I cannot (laughs) fall asleep anywhere but my own bed at 10 p.m. under perfect (laughs) conditions. Like I am not this like napper. Okay, so I have definitely fallen asleep in movie theaters for sure. Um, if the movie is super boring. Oh my God, funny story. One time I went to go watch Harry Potter. I've never been a Harry Potter person. So I went to the movies. And I was like, I'm going to watch Harry Potter. I hated it so much. Like when it was over, I'm like, let's leave before it starts again. Like go, go, go get out of this theater. <laughs> it's not my style. Like not my thing. Anyways, um, last night was like basically me trying to be a really good wife. Jeff is was really excited about this and I was supporting him. Um, but I have to say pleasantly surprised. And can we talk about Tom Cruise being 62 and looking like that? Less. Not, not even his body, Alicia, his face, like, he is young looking like his face. And I tried to look for Botox. I was like, how's his forehead moving? Like what's happening? He had tiny, tiny creases, the tiniest ones. They probably told him to like not go for his, for his, uh, touch up (laughs) before the show. Um, but like no crow's feet, nothing like everything soft. It's very Interesting. interesting. Very good looking. I, and I have to say, I'm not a Tom Cruise, like, Oh, what a good looking man. But last night I have to say, I'm like, you're 62. Like, this is good shit. But like 62, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm like looking at my parents that are 62. Like, and I think men just like age different than women. No, I agree. I know what you're saying. In what way do you want to go into detail? Like in what way? I feel like men look less haggard than women. Like haggard. I want to know haggard. what that means. I've never, I've never heard it. I've never used it. Explain to me. It haggard, just like, like, just rough. Like, oh, come like okay, run down, run down, tired, like went through a rough life, you know? <laughs> and I mean, it's so set up that way. Like I, there's a few things, there's a few people that I follow. And just lately I've been really noticing there's one girl that's like, there's one uh, content creator who really it's about just the, the, 
just being a mom basically and how rough it can be. Um, but like, I agree to an extent how it's, it's just not set up very female mom friendly. Like it's not set up for moms to feel rested and happy and not, not run down, not like it's not set up that way. And I think it's, it's our, it's our responsibility to change shit up and to like show up in our world. And I can't change how all women show up in their marriage and their relationships. But I know that like, I, I still very much am am following the whole, I have a vagina. So this is what a vagina does and all that. And I get it, but I am trying to shift it a little bit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like just a little bit what you're saying. And I think for, for me, it's more like the mental stress of it. But yes. like, again, I bring that on myself. Like when yes. I watch Neil in his carefree free life, he's choosing that. Like he's choosing to not feel stressed about all of those things that I'm choosing to feel stressed about. I, I, agree, with t- I agree with you that there are choices to be made here and maybe it's our fault, I, like a, a little bit. But I also think that like, we have a long ways to go for things to, for our culture to expect the same from the dad than the mom. Like, I think that we have like, so I saw this and I really enjoyed it. She was like, it's um, here, I, you know, okay. Um, a responsibility for a mother and an option for a father. And I really like, and it's about when your kids are sick. Uh, like, let's say your kid is sick. I, that falls on me. Like if Dia is sick, wakes up sick and she's not going to school, Jeff is not taking a day off though. No. Like I have to take care. Like, and even when I was a teacher, I know it makes sense to me because I work from home, but I still have a job. I still have to work. And even as a teacher, I would have been the one that would have felt that responsibility. Whereas Jeff is like, can you, can, like, are you able to do that? It's just, and it is what it is. And we're trying to shift a little bit, but I think there's years in front of us of like, I mean, we're, we're way ahead. We were 50 years ago and I get that, but there's still that responsibility that we have that for them, it's like just kind of an option. I saw, uh, again, it was someone on on the internet and she was off on a business trip. And this is clearly a woman that has built an incredible business. She's like a stylist. Anyway, she does like 75 things. And um, she was on a business trip and she didn't ask me anything. And someone said, where are your, where are your children? And she was like, with the other parent. Wow. I can't believe that someone actually asked that. Like, it's like so put on the internet right now to never ask that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, wow, you're really missing the boat on the internet right now. Like a man on a business trip, how often are are they asked, where are the children? Yeah, it's just assumed that they're with the mom. Uh, absolutely not. And I feel like it starts with that conversation and, and with the way we show up on social media and, and I guess putting the conversation out there. And so it creates awareness, you know, um, to not ask a mom at the gym where the kids are or who has the kids this weekend or, oh, they must be with their father, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they must be, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you that that for me is a very interesting, con- like uh, we're, we're going somewhere with this. Okay, this is just reminding me of. Okay. Okay, yesterday, this is kind of juicy. You ready for it? I'm, I want all the juice. I've been, I've walked in on Piper making out with her Barbies are making out. Okay. okay. Multiple times. You've, you've said this to me multiple times. Okay. Yes. So yesterday it happened again, happened again. And I also realized she was playing in the playroom. Like our playroom has a fireplace. You can see through it. And she was playing like right in the corner. And I think she was like trying to like be somewhere where no one could see her. Okay. Of course. Yeah. But so you I should like- be private as you're making out. So she's uh, clearly just giving the Barbies some privacy. <laughs> So I walk in, I obviously, the only reason why I know she's doing it is because of how she acts when I walk in. She's like, 
Okay, all of a sudden the Barbies are very separate. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, okay. and there's like a boy in her hand. She looks so guilty, right? Oh my God. So, so I don't say anything. And then like a couple of, of hours go by and she's playing with her sister and her friend and they're, they're doing this whole scene. I'm like, what's happening here? And she was like, oh, this is the kid and the kid's asleep. This is the mom. She's on a date with her boyfriend. Okay. And I was like, you go girl. Like this is your scene. <laughs> the baby, the, the kid's at home with the babysitter. And the mom on a date with her boyfriend. A boyfriend? I Where's said, the dad? Oh my God. Is the boyfriend the dad? Oh my no, God. It's too much. I asked. No, I said, okay. What happened to the dad? She goes, he died. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know if it was a divorce or died. She was like, he died. Oh my gosh. It made me laugh. Anyways, I'm like, yes. I'm like, she's playing with her Barbie. Said the mom goes out on a date and the kid stays home with the babysitter. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the only way that they'll ever understand that a babysitter exists and that parents go away is if they are being babysat sometimes by other humans. No, absolutely. And their scenarios is just, it's like Noah right now, he's into scenarios of daycare. Like everyone sit on the floor and I'm going to read you a book. Okay. So clearly they do that. And then he says, my mom's like asking a question about the book. Palpo, on palpo. It was so cute. Oh my God. She's like, so obviously she laughs and she's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ici les amis, like clearly that they really reenact what they live. And you know what I mean? Like the words he says, I know it's from his daycare teacher of like, yeah, do that. This is where you sit. This is how, uh -huh. like he said, uh, I think Dia said, Caca, y vos, des mood toilettes. like, and I was yeah. like, I never said the mood toilettes. So clearly that's something he learned, which I find so fun. So fun. It's a fun age. Oh my God. Now I did ask her, like I found a time to have her alone. And I said, like, okay. do you have any questions for mom? Like, you know, I said, you're getting older. And I made it like seem like I heard a boy had a crush on you. They were talking about that. So I was like, that made me think about, do you have any questions about boyfriends, girlfriends, kissing? And she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I just said, I am always here. You can ask me anything. I will never be upset. So We'll see I cannot wait. Though. I cannot wait for these conversations with my daughter. Like, I can't wait. Like, I'm, I'm like excited about it. You know what I mean? Like, just to like, well, first of all, I'm like afraid of the heartbreak that she'll have because we've had heartbreaks. You know yeah. what I mean? Growing up. So it's like, and it's like, say, it's unavoidable and inevitable. <laughs> with your mouth that you were going to try and say that word and then it wasn't going to go well. Inevitable. Inevitable. Good. We want to save them from all of the heartbreak. Peach. It is inevitable. It's a part of growing up. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And like boys are going to break their hearts and we'll be like mad at the boys. You know what I mean? But we'll have to be like, it's a part of your path. And like, and then they're going to find boyfriends. You think they'll find boyfriends that they don't like. Did you ever have a boyfriend that your dad, oh my God. Okay. Let's take a moment before we actually get into a subject. I want you to share with the world what Neil said when you brought him home for the first time to your father. So Alicia said this to us on our girls trip and I'm like, stop right now. So I want you to share to the, to, to our listeners. Oh, this was not a good day for Neil. Poor Neil. So first of all, I mean, Neil's five years older than me, not a big deal, but at that point I was 18. Mm. So Neil's 23 bleach blonde curly hair he is a career camp guy like this is his what do you do I go back to camp I actually get jobs that I can quit so that I can go back to camp every summer that's what he used to do okay okay he's a smoker <laughs> he's a smoker he, and he does not have a driver's license <laughs> uh, 
So I like just, told cr- my just mom. wait, wait, just crushing all of those boxes for a dad and her do- his daughter, just crushing them. Also, my dad's standards are like next level. Like my dad's a tough guy. Like okay. even my guy friends in university said they were kind of like afraid of my dad. He would like crush their hand with his handshake. He's not like an easy guy. My dad's like a, he's like a tough sell. Okay. High standards. So I told my mom I was in love with Neil. Like I called her on the phone from camp. She's like, no, you're not. Oh my God. I love Linda so much. So I'm like, I'll never forget. My mom was wearing a velour jumpsuit that day that I brought Neil home. She probably still has it and probably is like really nice. Burgundy velour jumpsuit. So I'm like, Kate, I'm bringing Neil home. And I brought two other friends home with me. My friend Katrina, 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 and, and Stretch was his name. His name's actually Derek, but he's like six feet, seven feet tall. So we call him Stretch. Yeah. So we're driving home from New Hampshire. I bring a handle of rum. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. It's a basically rum that you have to carry with a handle. That's how big the bottle is. Wow. It's because in New Hampshire, alcohol is super cheap and there's no tax. So there's lots of drinking. Wait, first of all, before (laughs) Neil, before this happens, Neil disappears for like 40 minutes. Where's Neil pooping? He like is just... Yeah. He just does what needs uh, as he should go carry on. So the night's going, the night's going, my mom's in bed. We're in my dad's studio. It's late night. And my dad is like talking about how great stretch is. Such a good guy. Neil looks at my father and he (laughs) He clearly, he clearly is not feeling validated at this moment. That's why he says what he's about to say. He's like, like jealous almost of stretch. He says, who cares about stretch? I'm the guy banging your daughter. (laughs) To Pete Stafford. Banging. Yeah, he used the word banging. Right there, you you like feel, you feel it. You feel the emotion of the banging. You know, you're like banging is serious. Banging, you think like headboard. Yes, yes. There's banging against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, there's penetration and banging at the same time in your head. So he says that to Pete Stafford, like, who cares about stretch? Like, I'm the one banging your daughter. He thought this was a good idea. Those words came on out to- of his mouth. On top of being a smoker, no job, <laughs> and no license. So my dad looked at him and he was like, never say that again. <laughs> and and we look at us now. <laughs> just powering through oh my god thank you so much for that that the You're universe welcome. really enjoyed that for sure i felt like when you share that to me it's shocking i just like couldn't even as i bought it <laughs> oh my goodness okay all right okay so last night went to go see top gun it was amazing loved everything about it it was a full that's this is full circle that's where we started this conversation i don't even know have you seen the other top gun movies I have not. So basically, Jeff, while we're driving there, is trying to like explain to me where we're at and what's happening. I mean, he's he did great. Like it was very Days of Our Lives. Like basically, you missed I missed thirty six years of of that movie, and I'm here I am, and I still understand the the whole uh, thing. It was just like so engaging and so like on like at the end of your seat, though. You know, and Jeff was just explaining to me why it was such why this movie was such a big deal because they finished it in twenty twenty. And they have been holding on to that movie for two years because they did not want to release it not in this way. They wanted a premiere. Like it's a huge, I, apparently this movie is a huge deal. All real planes, all re- like, apparently it was like massive to create. And I, if you're in that world, 
you would know that. I did not know that. But he's like, those were all real planes. The plane that Tim, uh, Tim Hortons, <laughs> Tom Cruise, wow. the plane that Tom Cruise um, is driving at the end with the with his lover, whatever, is his real plane. And that's like okay. a $15 million plane. And like, so Jeff is like, he's like, it's like one of the rare, like people like really are like, he was like a teenager. He was like excited. Jeff has an erection the entire movie. The entire movie. And it's not a porn, you know, <laughs> maybe for him. So it was just so engaging. And I just love to see a room full of people. And I was like, let's do this, everyone. Let's like, you know, let's get back to this life. And then I'm like, I miss the movie theaters. Like that was fun and easy. Not like you're gone for two, three hours, not even for the drive and back. Like I just felt like, why am I not going to the movies more? But then the movies that are there are like replays and they're not putting them in the theaters anymore. Mm. Like Tom Cruise like says like, thank you so much for coming to watch this movie. Like there's like a little clip of him being like this movie was made for you and whatever. So that made me feel like this movie is more than just a movie. You know what I mean? Like it's like clearly a thing. And like it's all old men, not old men, but it was more men than women for sure in the theater. And like 40s, 40s, 50s. And they were like so cute. They were like laughing at places. And I'm like, that's such an old man time to laugh right now. Like, <laughs> at like you know what I mean? Like they're like, <laughs> at like some of the like witty jokes from Tom Cruise. I'm like, that wasn't really funny. You know what I mean? But like, they're all like, oh, oh that, that Tom Cruise, that maverick. You know so what I mean? So did you like watching the movie more or watching the people watching the movie more? Um, I didn't watch the people watch the movie. I just like caught on that like vibe. You know okay. what I mean? I like like usually when I go to the movies, it's like young couples or kids because I go to the kids movie. This was like a very different vibe. I actually hate going to the movies. You do because you can't do anything else at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, you feel like it's not productive. I can't agree with you. I think you're, I actually think you're a psychopath. Like the fact that you can't sit at a theater because you think you have to do other things is a, like, it's actually a problem. I like, agree. You need, no, you need I therapy. Agree. Yeah, exactly. Like, I re agree. relax. Like, you know what I mean? That you can't be entertained, you know, without being on social media. That's a problem without having like doing a task, you yeah, know, I, agree. I think that I think you need to work on that. Thank you. I'll work with you. We'll go to the movies together. You be my coach. That's why puzzles are so good for me. Yes. Oh, I support you being doing puzzles, Alicia. I like yep. that for you. Okay. I see how that's your thing. I like that. And and at the same time, at the same time, you're being productive because you're like, you have a finishing product. So that this yes. is still you. This is actually still you with your craziness. You're still a psychopath, actually. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you have a finishing product. Whereas like I wasted three hours of my time last night, just sitting and, and being entertained by Tom Cruise. But I got very good content for this podcast. And now I can like look at his forehead and be like, what's happening? Like, how is he this? Jeff talked to me about like how intense he is in, in that like religion, Scientology. Yes. So I, I Googled that, didn't understand a thing. It didn't seem like it was like that much of a thing. I was like, I don't know what that is. Like I read oh, on it. Big thing. In Hollywood, right? In Hollywood. Big it's thing a big in Hollywood, thing. yeah. Anyways, um, so I read on it, but I got no information that makes sense to me. So I was like, okay. I don't think you can drink as a Scientologist. Maybe that explains his non-haggard face. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Um, okay, that did it. It didn't like it was. It didn't go into detail on Google about Scientology. It was just like that. You believe that like your body was here before, like your soul, like your body and your soul are separate, and that like you you were like in the like. You're immortal. Like who you are is immortal. 
there's a moral role part of it. See how great it was and see how I really understood it. Um, <laughs> this was a, tw this is 20 minutes. Here's the thing. This is what I wanted to talk about with you. Go. Okay. And I think it's a great way to finish this where we're actually like teaching them something. Okay. Um, and not what Scientology is. Cause I don't know what it is. Um, okay. So this morning I was listening to something and they started to, uh, numerate, enumerate, like kind of like saying like they were saying keto, um, list. They were listing. I like that. They were listing different things. And in the middle of the listing of like keto, weight watchers, whatever, they listed calorie deficit. And I was upset by that because I'm like, you, it's, it's not a comparison. It's not keto versus calorie deficit. It's not weight watchers versus calorie deficit. When we show up to we're teaching the world how a body loses weight. We're not teaching them a new way of dieting or a new way of where it's like a literal knowledge on how a body loses weight and you do whatever you want with that knowledge. And, and for it to be like listed with keto and, and, and weight watchers and, you know, um, intermittent fasting, I'm like, you don't understand that. Then what is calorie deficit? It's not a diet. Calorie deficit is not a diet. It's not a way it's a state of being. It cannot be listed or compared to keto. Keto is a way of, of living. Calorie deficit is a state of being. Two different things. Also, as we've said so many times, but this could be the first time you hear it. When you're losing weight with keto, it's because you're in a calorie deficit because it is state of being. It puts your body in a calorie deficit in the keto way, you know? Um, and so it's that piece we want to teach the world. It's not teaching them. It's not like we're saying like, you have to be in a calorie deficit or it's like they're listing it as a way to lose weight. And I'm like, but it's the way for everything. You don't really understand what calorie deficit is if you list it as a way to lose weight. Do you get what I mean? Absolutely. And if you are following keto, see what happens with keto is your body goes into ketosis. So like your body uses carbohydrates as its main source of energy, right? So if you do not give your body carbs, it goes into ketosis and it like seeks energy from like fat. Okay. Or, or, or protein, but like you still have to be in a calorie deficit while doing keto to lose weight. You still have to be in a calorie deficit with the the with the lack of carbs that you're consuming. Does that make sense? Yes. And people sometimes question that. And then I say, like, I give them like an extreme example. So if you ate 5,000 calories of hamburger every day, would you lose weight? Yeah. And they know it's no. They know it's no. And you know what happens with keto too is because when you consume carbohydrates, your body retains like for every gram of carbs you consume, yeah. your body retains four grams of water. Mm -hmm. So what happens with, with keto is mm -hmm. you lose weight mm -hmm. super quick sure because you, you, you're just, your body is, you're basically dehydrated. Like your body yeah. is losing all water weight. Mm -hmm. So that's like another like tricky thing where people think even if they weren't in a calorie deficit that first week, they would lose on the scale. They would because of the water retention and the the loss of water in their body. Um, and for me, also, I know that we're saying like lack of 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 carbs and the ketosis. Like, but like, are you though? Are, are, like, as in not you are you are in ketosis, but are you really not eating carbs for the rest of your life? Like, that's not gonna happen. Like, you have to be a hardcore keto follower, and that is probably not you listening to this. I'm just I'm just saying. Did you ever do keto? No, no. Keto came after 
my yeah. my dieting days like keto I feel for me in my life is very new it's very much the last five years in my life like in from what I've like in my days is what it was Weight Watchers for sure when like my younger days Weight Watchers Simply for Life um there was also Curves yeah oh, um, do you remember Curves yeah. um but I've never done anything that was like a thing that wasn't local and you see what you I mean? mean? Like, so yeah. I, I've never done like Atkins or those programs where they like literally stopped you from eating certain foods or whatever. I've never done those. Yeah. I, I did keto in university and I even had like keto strips. Like you could buy strips to like test your pee. Shut up. Absolutely. That's you tested disgusting. your pee to see how many, like if you were in ketosis or not. For oh, I can't. Okay. For and me- I would like, and I would have one day where I would binge there is no other, no other word, for, word it. for it yeah it was always like the the day that I was hungover and me yeah. and my roommate would yeah. literally go to the store and buy everything yeah and eat until we were so sick yeah like how oh, messed up is that yeah no I did that on Weight Watchers so like like because yes Weight Watchers is doing the like oh you're kind of in charge what they are also doing is like get weight on this day this is what you blah, blah, blah. you're trying to lose weight and so that for me was the factor that was like playing a role on my behaviors and so right there it, sh- it shows you that the minute you you're not creating a good relationship with weight loss and that's the issue in society right now it's their relationship with weight loss when you the minute you say weight loss to every single human on this earth they have a relationship with that word they have a relationship with what that means they have a perception they have so they have an opinion as well and so it that's why it's a touchy subject because everyone has an opinion about weight loss everyone has baggage with it in some ways and even like if it, and, and the, the relationship with it could be good. So like, I think if I talk about weight loss with Jeff, he has a good relationship with weight loss. Cool. But he has a relationship with it. Everyone has a relationship with weight loss, whether it's good, bad, medium, whatever. Um, but I do think that society, most of society does not have a good relationship with what weight loss means. And that hurts my feelings because I'm like, weight loss could be such a beautiful journey. And you know what I was listening to, they also were like, it's so, it's so confusing right now on the internet because it's like, don't eat carbs, do a calorie deficit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, that's not confusing to me because those are two separate things. So I feel like the world needs to be educated on why people talk about calorie deficit. Why does Jordan talk about calorie deficit? Jordan Syatt, why does James Smith, why do we talk about it? And also, um, it's like that piece that people aren't listening even on meal. Okay. I'm like all over the place right now, but I want to say this, I'm following this person that sells meal plans. Okay. And when she does ask me anything and they're like, how many calories should I eat? Any calorie question that is asked, right? Not meal plan related, whatever. Calorie deficit is always a part of the conversation. Like when she replies, it's always like, well, you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, but here's like how you would whatever. And then they start with their formulas and all that shit. But like, it's this piece where I'm like that, it shouldn't just be this like, oh, I'm like, because people don't even know what that is, you know? And that's our space in this world, trying to really teach people how a body does that. Once they can do that, they can rock a program like your weight loss. Because you know what? They have other shit they need to work on. Yeah. Just learning your weight loss. Sorry, learning calorie deficit is like a piece. But then like all of the trauma, all of the mindset work, all of the other pieces and not creating a journey that's only weight loss focused because you're going to end up at the same place. Not just physically, you're still in 10 years fearing carbs, fearing the scale, fearing like having the same relationship with weight loss. 
Like we want you to have a better relationship with weight loss. And that means having a really good relationship with food, having a good relationship with your body, understanding calorie deficit, feeling in control. Like it's, that's, it's very complex though. And, and these, when people try to lose weight, they just go back to those diets and that's just perpetuating the cycle of creating a bad relationship with food and weight loss. And it's just constantly that cycle. We just want people to, if they do want weight loss for themselves in their life to feel like they can get off that, that train, that cycle. Absolutely. And so it's, it's that piece as well, where it's like, she was just like naming all the things. And then there's like, and then it's, you should love your body the way it is. But like, also we all know that excess fat is not good for the health. Like, so she's like, it's like, so all over the place. And I'm like, yes, exactly. And that's why we should not be looking out there to figure out what we want and we shouldn't be doing shoulds. So like, it's like, I know I'm overweight, but I should be accepting my body. Cause that's the thing on the internet right now. Like, it's not about that. It's like, how can you in your world be more comfortable in your skin. And if weight loss is a part of that, you deserve that. But what you deserve is a really strong, positive, beautiful uh, journey, like yeah. a relationship with weight loss. It shouldn't be scary. shouldn't feel like yucky. Um, and that's what we want to give to the world. Like people deserve, if you want to lose weight, you deserve to do so. Like, why are we making people feel bad for wanting weight loss? It's that it's there. When you make someone feel bad for weight loss, that's your relationship with weight loss. And you're like, oh, weight loss is sucky. Weight loss is bad. No, that's your perception of weight loss. When someone comes to me and wants to lose weight, I'm all excited because I know what it can, the experiences they can have in their lives by losing weight. Like I know what weight loss gave me, you know, and I know not everyone would agree with that. And it's a touchy subject, but I'm sorry, like losing 70 pounds and just living the life that we live, like, come on. Oh yeah. I know you, I know you agree with me. Oh, absolutely. It's there's, there comes to a point where uh, there's obviously accepting your body as it is. And like not letting yourself hold yourself back from experiences, how you look is we advocate for that. I was talking about that yesterday. However, at some point when you're living your life in a bigger body, you are physically limited. Like I was physically limited based on my body. I I could only physically do so much. I only had so much energy. I, you know, and there was the physical part. Then there was the the mental, emotional, emotional. emotional. That was what was holding me back even more than the physical, but just acknowledging that. Yeah. I love where we're going with this, that there's like those physical boundaries and limitations. And then there's the emotional limitations that you're 100, like both you are 100% in control of, and they can coexist while you're trying to create this like very positive self-loving person in a body that you do not feel limited in like that exists that was that nice exists. let's yeah that exists all right you guys our summer um program is out our summer membership so it's 10 weeks for 99 it's like one of our my, our favorite it's a, such a good time for you to join your weight loss um because what we do during summer is not give you a meal plan or tell you to count calories stuff was not worry you can coexist your weight loss with your summer It's actually a perfect time for you to take in content, take the pressure off of weight loss, but just really understand how the program can add value to your life and how you can use our content during your summer. Bam. Bam. Okay, everyone. So we're about to go and uh, our next podcast will be with um, Romeo the Stripper. So we're going to uh, interview Romeo right after this, this um, podcast, you guys. So on, um, oh, actually you already listened to it because this comes after all is good. Um, but yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that podcast. <laughs> hopefully it goes well. Are you nervous? Yep. <laughs> I'm always nervous when there's another human. Oh, of course. Of course. Cause we don't know what the vibe's going to be like. <laughs>
And I always like, I feel pressure that I put on myself because I want right. it to be so good. So you good. know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel yeah. nervous when I want it to be extra good. Absolutely. I need to charge my headphones before they die and that I have them for 930. Yeah. Um, okay. We love you. We appreciate you. Join us. It's time. Have a fantastic Monday, everyone. Bye.